Hello and welcome back to the Whole Night Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Um, <coughs> so, um, this episode's kind of weird. Um, what happened was we recorded an, an interview and an entire episode yesterday. Um, and then I got home and I, you know, did everything. And then, um, there was an issue whenever editing it and I lost basically all of the entire episode. <laughs> um, the audio was, it's, I, I don't know what happened. Um, but basically we have the interview, so thankfully we recorded it separately, but then the recording we did with me, Alex, and Brandon recording the episode, um, just completely screwed up and messed up, and now it's in the ether somewhere, along with, uh, two other episodes that we did that <laughs> never made it, uh, to be uploaded. But, uh, yeah, so that's out there somewhere in the, in the world of the internet, and it, uh, is lost, and it's really obsessed me because it was a really good episode and uh we had a good time recording it and uh recording our uh, top five senior bowl prospects but um i guess right now um this is a little intro i'm gonna put the um the interview f- uh front first and foremost because that's that was the important part of the episode um so thankfully thankfully we have that um we have on Race Porter, uh, the puncher slash holder of the University of Washington, uh, Washington football team, um, and so you'll uh, you'll hear that now. Hello, and uh, welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. Um, with us right now for this little little ditty segment, it's me, your host as always, Brandon Olson, and we have joining us. You didn't even say your name. Did I? It's you know, it's me. It's me, your host as always, Brandon Olson. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you you listen. It'll, they'll hear it at some point today. I don't care about my name. Uh, we have Whole Nine Sports contributor Alex Kansen joining us, and uh, please welcome to the podcast uh, Race Porter, the uh, punter slash holder for the Washington Huskies, a team we've talked about a lot. This year. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, well, glad. Thanks for joining. Uh, obviously, uh, so we're not really going to be talking about football today with him. He started a really cool uh, like clothing line called Heart on My Sleeve. So we'll kind of just let him talk about it first. Awesome guys, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for the introduction. H O M S. My clothing brand does stand for Heart on My Sleeve. I wanted it to be Heart on My Sleeve originally, but. Um, Someone already trademarked that, so we had to go with HOMS. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I'd like to start by kind of introducing my own um, struggles and dealings with mental health, which is kind of the the backbone of the company and the brand. Um, I'd say as early as freshman year in high school, I, I started dealing with um, depression and and kind of some of the other mental health issues and complications that come with that through some family stuff and and through sports and all that and and kind of my natural instinct was to always kind of shelf that and and hide it just because of the environment I was always in with the sports or whatever it may be um so that's kind of what I tell people that's when it started obviously I started the business um this past spring of 2019 um but yeah, that's kind of the the foundation of it and, and the reason behind all of it. Um, 
And then obviously, as mentioned, my Facebook post, I got into a little more of the details, but I was going through a specifically difficult time last spring, um, whether it be kind of seasonal depression, which is something that's more so out in Seattle when it's rainy every day of the uh, winter, um, you don't get to see the sun. But um, I've always kind of been into fashion and clothing and and I had this idea to kind of throw these um, patches onto the sleeves of just plain white t-shirts and then uh, did that with my mom's iron actually, which is kind of the funny, funny part of that story. And then a couple people said they liked it and I kind of explained the story behind it, you know, like I, I'm not always able to express my emotions and, and whatever it may be. Um, for other people that battle with kind of depression and some mental health issues. But this was one of the ways I, uh, I was able to do that is just by literally kind of throwing the heart on the sleeve. And if people brought it up, I'd say, oh, yeah, I, 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 try, to, I try to express my emotions as much as possible. And it's not always easy for me um, verbally or outwardly. So this is kind of one of the ways that I'd like to be able to express myself. Um, and then ever, ever since then, it just kind of took off and... I started making a couple uh, out of my room, just my apartment room for other people, and then um, my request started to get a little a little too much for that. Um, if if you're one of my close friends, you'd know that I, I couldn't even I didn't have room to sleep in my own room because I had shirts all over the place and my iron board set up there for a little bit last spring. Um, so I finally got an office and and started working out of there and and. Um, Yesterday, I actually, I did a, a limited release uh, sweatshirt sale, and I sold out in about the first three hours. So that was kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I've, uh, that was kind of the first kind of moment I stepped back and said, "Whoa, this is kind of this is kind of more than I ever thought it'd be." Yeah, um, I mean, I'm looking at them right now. They're they're slick designs. Oh yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, that that's kind of been the the goal all along is just kind of like a minimal minimalistic approach to the designs and try to keep it as simple as possible mm. and then obviously you can you can go as simple as you want when you have that kind of message behind it um which is what i've been kind of aiming at yeah that's um, awesome so yeah and then i guess the last thing I'd, I'd love to kind of say about it is today um obviously all along it's been kind of about the uh, the message behind it um the mental health and, and the expressing your emotions. And when I started setting up the actual business, it was kind of hard to keep that in the back of my mind because of all the stuff that comes in with running a business. So like the licenses you have to set up, the trademarks you have to look into, the actual product and, and where you're going to be getting it, what manufacturer you're going to be using, um, right. where you're going to be designing it and actually putting the designs onto the shirt. All this stuff goes into it that was taking all my time up. And so during that, during the summer when this was all getting going and then into September, I, it was, it was hard to kind of promote my message along with the clothing, you know, it, it had to be kind of one or the other. Um, and so then my Facebook post was the first time where I was able to really kind of say, Hey, now that I've got this brand, people have seen my shirts. I want to tell you guys like what it really means to me. Um, and then taking that one step further, I actually met with, um, an organization called, NAMI, which stands for National Alliance of uh, Mental Illness today. NAMI is what they call themselves. Um, and we were able to set up kind of a, 
a partnership, if you will, um, which I'm really excited about. And that was actually earlier today. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Thanks for uh, letting me listen to myself talk for so long. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, it was it was interesting. I was, I was, uh, I was interested at least. Um, so, where do you like see it going? Like, what do you what do you hope to get out of it? Um, you know, it's kind of tricky to answer that right now, at least, just because this kind of is all happening so fast and. And I started it up, and obviously I'm still, I'm still in my senior year at UW. So, I mean, theoretically, homework should be my first priority right now. But this is kind of taking precedent over it um, <laughs> at the moment. But I mean, I I could see it going anywhere. You know, obviously my first my first hope for it is to just kind of be able to change change the way people look at mental health. Um, kind of I'm trying to be one of those people you know being a football player being someone who you would normally look at and say oh okay yeah they're not going to be an emotional person or they're not going to be someone who's dealt with a lot of difficulties you know being Mm -hmm. able to be that that figure that says yeah I am this person that you might think has a great life and and all and yeah I, I love my life but there's a lot of stuff I deal with um and there's a lot of issues that I've had um throughout my life that that is kind of what I want to represent through the brand is just say hey like I want to be this person for you guys um and then beyond that just kind of what I'm hoping for the brand is to make a difference in people's lives you know give people give people cool clothing obviously I'm so into the design aspect of it and, and pushing out a really cool product that people enjoy wearing and and that that people would define as fashion um but I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky because I, I try not to look too too far ahead in the future. I just like to kind of say what I've got to do that day and and what I've got to make that day and get the product out. But I've got um, I've got a cool partnership set up with Miles Gaskin, uh, former Husky player that plays for the Dolphins now. Miles Gaskin. I'm sorry, I had to catch you off. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Name dropping out here. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. You guys shout went out, to high school together, to didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we both went to uh, O'Day High School. We've been friends since about seventh grade, and uh, we were roommates while we were both at UW. So awesome. it's more of a it's more of a entrepreneurial friendship, I guess, than partnership, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Um, so I was but, actually, I was actually going to ask you. Uh, so is it just you running hard on my sleeve, or do you have like no? Partners? Yeah, it's just me. Um, it's it's been my dad's obviously helping out a lot um because that's my office is in one of the rooms at his house is it's my old bedroom actually um so uh but yeah i'm i'm doing all the designs i'm I'm making all the product it's it's pretty much all me and then miles is just our partnership was more um kind of the platform he has and the connections he has to kind of get that set up and try to get our uh, our reach a little more broad but yeah, it's all me for right now. That's awesome. Um, and then you kind of touched on it before, but I was, I just wanted to know what is it like as an athlete, where it's or specifically as a football player, where it's kind of expected for you to be like that, like the man of steel, and it's just like nothing bothers you, mm. uh, like while struggling with mental illness. Yeah. Um... Definitely. Great question. Um, that's, that's kind of, 
it's kind of tough, you know, just being like what it looks like is you've got all, you've got life, you've got all these things you're dealing with. And then when you show up to that stadium, um, whether it be for uh, a morning lift or afternoon practice or meetings, whatever it may be, you're expected to just kind of shelf that, you know, you're expected to show up there with a clear mind and, and, and give it your all every single day. Um, and that's tough because you're there the majority of your life and you're kind of in that, in that spotlight and, and you're around people that, that are kind of doing the same thing. And so you lose a little bit of yourself, um, when you're not able to kind of express that. Um, and it's tough, you know, interacting with strength coaches who are, who are yelling at you at six thirty in the morning and you might've had a rough night the night before or whatever it may be. And you, you just got to kind of say, all right, I'm going to give it my all right now. Um, and then when you get used to that, not only, not only is it tough, um, at the stadium, but then when you leave, you get used to suppressing all that and kind of, it's almost like a little bit robotic. Um, but then it's even harder for you outside of that or, or you imagine people, like you said, people view us as these, these kind of, okay, they're, they're strong and they're, and sometimes people look at strong as an absence for weakness. Um, you know, it's not that we're stronger than everyone and then, then we're not weak. It's just, we have this, this mindset that doesn't really let those emotional times kind of take over. Um, and so that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of it. Um, and it's, it's like, like miles is not the most emotional person of all time, you know? Um, <laughs> and having lived with him, I've, I've been able to see that, you know, and he's kind of, some people it's way easier to just say, Oh yeah. You know, like I'm not sad about that. There's nothing to worry about, you know, because we've got all this good stuff going and, and all that, but it's definitely, it's been tough and it's been cool to see kind of on the athlete, on the athlete note, it's been cool to see guys like Kevin Love kind of open up about it, you know, um, like you've got actors and all, and all these people talking about mental health, but there's not a whole lot of athletes. And so then when, when a guy like Kevin Love, um, for the Cavaliers comes out and says, yeah, like this is something I deal with every day and it's been tough. People kind of turn their head and say, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, I always love seeing athletes come out. Cause like, you're right. Cause like everyone views you like views, uh, athletes as like, the model of masculinity and like men mm -hmm. apparently aren't allowed to be sad ever. Um, yeah. so it's awesome to see people obviously fight that stereotype, which is wrong and just come out and be part of the crowd trying to move the conversation forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, um and, I was actually going to ask, sorry, doing, um, good. I was just going to ask race. What was it like? I'm assuming that your teammates know that you've battled depression. Uh, how have they been through it all? Oh man, they've been unbelievable. Um, you know, it's, it's really, I mean, at this point in my life, cause I've been very open with it, um, for a while now, it's not like I'm just kind of coming out with all this stuff. You know, if you know me, you know that I've, I've kind of dealt with this and struggled through it and, and gotten better through it. But at first, it was kind of surprising to me when people were aware of it or kind of I mentioned it, how many people had similar stories, you know, or felt, felt, um, 
felt the same way or had their own experiences with, whether it be depression or just kind of rough times in their life. Um, and it's been so cool, you know, being that, I guess I wouldn't say I'm the first person that has ever come out and said anything about depression or anything on the UW football team. But like, at least in the recent years, I've been one of the, one of the people to voice it. And then it's crazy how many people have kind of reached out for me. And then, and then we've had good conversations, whether it be them kind of reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I've got your back, you know, no matter what. Um, or then them coming to me with, Hey, I've been dealing with this. Like, I just wanted to chat with you. How did you get through it or, or whatever it may be? So it's been cool to see, you know, how many people deal with that stuff. Um, and just kind of being able to be someone that, that even if it's just, you know, a couple text messages here or there, you know, knowing that we've all got each other's backs. Um, but yeah. Um, so we do have one more question, but it's in a completely <laughs> different field. Yeah. <laughs> Out of left yeah. field. Um, it's Alex specifically oh. wanted to talk about this. Uh, so right. I'll let him, I'll let him bring you up. It's yeah. completely different. Uh, completely top. unrelated. Yeah. Um, love it. I mean, first of all, I just want to say like, I, I think that everything that you've said is really important to me as well. Uh, obviously like the reason why I reached out to race in the first place about coming onto this podcast is like mental health is something that I've struggled with for a long time as well. And getting the start here at whole nine working in this industry, you can kind of see that it's like not really something that people talk about too much. And so to see people like race and like Kevin love, like he mentioned, um, come out with this sort of stuff and be like, Hey, like everyone goes through this and kind of normalize it makes it really makes it a lot easier for like people like me. who's just like, I'm just a normal guy. And it's like, it makes it a lot easier for me to approach my friends who are super into sports and be like, Hey, I've been going through this stuff. Like, you know, and then we have a good conversation about it. Um, that said, <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. my question is about punting. So <clears throat> obviously I go to U I go to UW also. So I watch race every game and I've noticed that there are some games where it doesn't seem like Joel Whitford, the usual punter, is injured or anything, but you do come in and punt, and I've read that you punt line drive on purpose. Um, <laughs> so is there any is there any like scenario where like they put you into punt instead of Joel? And also, how did that like line drive style develop? I guess I'll just say he uh, he phrased it as us is why do you punt like a weirdo? <laughs> That's not true. I said no. I said hey. before we started recording that race Absolutely. punts weird, and I want to ask him about it. That is <laughs> no, not what he said at all. That, Don't let him lie to you. Race, we would not lie to you. Drive. That's not what he said. I'm not. I'm not butthurt or anything by that. That's uh, <laughs> a good way to describe it. Um, yeah. So I like to call it link style punting um i'm a golfer so if you if that went over your guys head then let me know but it's um it's a funky way of punting and we've actually that 100 so percent went over my head I just want to <laughs> oh yeah so, i've uh, never touched a golf club <laughs> i've, so, I've uh, swung a golf club one time and it was in a hallway in my dorm that's it <laughs> um yeah so links links golf is is in scotland uh, originated in scotland and ireland and it's when it's super windy and you have to hit the ball really low to keep it under the wind um so that's kind of what i've coined it I'll, I'll stop using it now that i know it uh it isn't very funny um 
but yeah, so our our special teams coach, actually one of our special teams coaches was at um, Southern Miss. He so we ended up getting him at UW, um, and he said, "Yeah, this is this is a really cool way that we can punt." Um, and so they said, basically, the the number one goal mm-hmm. is to hit one of the guys returning the ball or on the on the return team, um, and then recover it. That's <laughs> that's goal number one. Um, but then it's it's mm-hmm. basically just playing keep away from the returner. So throwing that little nasty punt on the ground and and kind of making it a weird little bounce makes it tough for him to return. Um, and it's basically just trying to play keep away with the returner and, and give them a bunch of different punts that they have to kind of practice throughout the week. Um, but yeah, no, it's weird. It's funky. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely an entertaining, um, an entertaining right. thing to do is go look at Twitter after one of my punts and see what everyone <laughs> has to say. It's uh, you'll see some funny stuff. Next time she's gonna hey. be Alex asking why you punt like a weird. Look, <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, so race. Um, <laughs> I think that about wraps up what we have uh, to ask you about. So obviously, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, everyone, go buy something from him at homsseattle.com. Um, we can, if you don't mind, we can share the post, the Facebook post on Twitter or something. Awesome thing. And thank you very much for sharing your story, sharing HOMS's story um, on our podcast. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for uh, letting me get my word out. Uh, thanks, for thanks, Stories, for coming on, sharing your story. Um, and so that was really awesome. Um, it was a really cool interview, I think, personally. And so hopefully you all enjoyed it as well. Um, but now this is kind of a... a, a um, yeah, so I explained in the be- beginning, uh, we had Alex Katzen on of Whole Nine Sports, so we're going to have to have him on again, because we had a great time recording with me and Brandon and him, um, and so, unfortunately, most of our parts together, the Pick'em and, uh, all that, the new stuff, uh, got messed up, um, so the news we really mainly talked about um, the college football playoff rankings, um, how Baylor is way too low, even though I think they're going to get destroyed. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to get destroyed. But uh, I don't think – I don't know. I think that they're too low for their what they've done so far. They've lost a lot of close games. Well, they've won a lot of close games, but they have won them. Um, Minnesota, I like that they're – in the top 10, I think they could be a little bit higher. Um, I like Oregon and Utah. That Pac-12 game is going to be insane. Pac-12 championship game, if if that's what it ends up being, is going to be insane. Um, LSU, number one, obviously, super happy about that. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so we did the pick em as well. <coughs> um so I'll kind of go through that now. Um, so for the Steelers at Browns, spread Cleveland minus three. Um, I picked Cleveland. Alex and Brandon both picked uh, Pittsburgh. I agree with them. They uh, basically said that uh, Pittsburgh is uh, their defense is on fire right now. Um, ma- mainly Mika Fitzpatrick is on fire, and Cleveland uh, is trying to get on track, trying to get. I say that every week. 
Um, they're trying to get back on track. They're trying to live up to the expectations because um, they have all the talent except for in the offensive line. And the offensive line could be Pittsburgh's downfall. I mean, it could be Cleveland's downfall with uh, T.J. Watt and Bud, Bud Dupree uh, getting to Baker Mayfield, forcing him to throw some interception to Mika Fitzpatrick, as Alex put it. Um, but I, I picked Cleveland to, to, to cover, and they picked Pittsburgh. Um, Chiefs at Chargers. Uh, Alex is a Chargers fan, so it was really tough for him, but we all picked Kansas City to cover the spread of minus three and a half. They just have, Kansas City just has so much talent on their team, and a struggling Chargers team this year, uh, I don't think, is going to have enough to do it. Uh, Alex put it that Tyreek Hill destroys the Chargers every time they play, um, which is true, um, and I'm happy about it because I have Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team, so that I'm very happy about that. Um, next up, we have Texans at the Ravens. The spread was Baltimore minus four. We all picked Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson is uh, a video game character, and I think that the spread of four is kind of low. Um, I don't know. I just think that Baltimore is just such a good team. Houston's not bad either. Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson is going to be an amazing quarterback battle. Um but, I mean, if you look at it, Lamar Jackson has um, basically the same amount, of money, same amount of yards and more touchdowns than Carlos Hyde, which is Houston's leading rusher. Um, so, Lamar Jackson's just insane, and uh, he's super fun to watch. And this game is going to be super fun to watch, basically, um, because Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson are both on fire. Um, next up, we're moving to college. We have the Arizona State at Oregon State. The spread, Arizona State minus three. We all picked Arizona State to cover. Um, I like Oregon, Oregon State. You know that. I bring up uh, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Jamar Jefferson, or Davis Pierce every episode. Um, but that doesn't save the fact that their defense is kind of not great. Um, and Jaden Daniels is expected to return. Um so I think Arizona State will uh, has has enough. Brandon Ayuk and Eno Benjamin and Jaden Daniels uh, are gonna tear apart that defense um, of Oregon State's, and it should be a. Uh, I don't know. I think they're gonna win by a lot more than three. Uh, number ten, Oklahoma at number thirteen, Baylor. I picked Oklahoma to cover. Brandon and Alex took Baylor to cover. Um. I, I just, I don't know, Baylor's looked on the, the brink of collapse every week, and I don't think that that's going to change against a really good offense in Oklahoma, who all the di who all the, the dipe, the hype kind of died for at, um, last, uh, after they lost to Kansas State, um, and last week they had a 42-41 game against Iowa State, um, so I don't know, I, I, I think that, uh, um, I think that uh, Oklahoma is going to have enough to 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 take it to Baylor. Um, and I know Brandon's not going to be happy about that because he loves Baylor. Um, and I, I they don't know they but neither of them know if Baylor's going to win necessarily. They just don't think it's going to be by ten points. But uh, you know how I say you know what I say every week. I have a feeling, uh, and I have a feeling that Oklahoma is going to take it to him. Uh. Number four, Georgia at number 12, Auburn. Um, 
The spread, Georgia minus two and a half. Me and Alex took Georgia, and Brandon took Auburn. Um, I don't love this Auburn team, and I like this Auburn defense, but uh, even more than I, uh, I, I, I dislike Georgia, um, Bo Nix dislikes throwing to his own receivers. Um, and Georgia's defense is good, I think. Um, they have some playmakers, and I think it'll be... Uh, I don't think it's going to be very close. Um, but Auburn's defense is also very good, which is why Brandon took Auburn, basically, to win at home. Um, number 19, Texas at Iowa State. The spread, Iowa, Iowa State, minus 7. Brandon and uh, Alex both picked Iowa State. Um... Basically, basing hoping for a good Brock Purdy performance, um, which is what I think we all want. Um, and then uh, I picked Texas, uh, just because you know I think it's going to be close. Uh, Iowa State plays very very close games, um, and most of the games are going to most of their games end up being. Uh, decided by less than seven points, and so I'm just riding with that. And I think Texas is, even if they lose, it's going to be very, very close. Um, and then that brings us to the game of the week, number eight Minnesota at number twenty Iowa. Um, we agreed mainly for the most part, so this is going to be kind of easy. Um, quarterbacks, we went with Minnesota and Tanner Morgan. Um, Tanner Morgan, sophomore, uh, has been killing the game as of late, and I don't think that's going to change any soon, anytime soon. Um, Nate Stanley's not bad, but he's also not great. <coughs> um, running backs, you know, most of the time, running backs uh, for Iowa are usually a key part to their victories, but uh, Mikey Sargent has not been that great, but... Uh, Rodney Smith has played fantastically. Um, not, not that Mikey Sargent's bad or anything. Uh, it's just uh, I think Rodney Smith has just had a better year. Um, so we went with Minnesota for that. Wide receivers, tight ends, um, pass catchers, really. Um, we went with uh, Minnesota because they have Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman, who are both insane uh, football players who are super fun to watch, um, just playmakers, you know? Because um, they also have Chris Altman Bell. Um, as Brandon pointed out, uh, Sean, Sean Bayer is a, is a really good tight end out of Iowa, um, but it's just him and Amir Smith-Marset, and I just think that uh, we, we thought that Minnesota was deeper. Offensive line went with Iowa. I mean, two, first round, two potential first-round picks on the offensive line will always give you the edge. Um, no matter who you're going against, really. Um, speaking of edge, that was the next group that we had. Um, and Brandon and Alex went with Iowa, uh, mainly because of AJ Epinesa, but I kind of went with Minnesota because I think Minnesota's defensive line has to show up and Carter Coughlin, um, is gonna, is gonna lead them, um, so their defense is a lot more, uh, is just a lot more experienced than Iowa's. Um, they just have a lot of seniors playing. Um, uh, 
and I, I just think that they're gonna have to show up, and I think they, I think they will. Um, <coughs> and so, linebackers, uh, we went with, we all went with Minnesota because they have two seniors starting versus like a freshman and a sophomore starting for Iowa. So we went with like just experience and the the youth of the Iowa linebacking core shows a lot um and versus a really good defense a really good offense I I just think uh that they're not going to have their best game uh in Iowa. Um so we went with Minnesota defensive backs uh Coney Durr and Antoine Winfield are the main reason we ended up going with Minnesota. Um, Iowa has uh, Geno Stone, who is very good. I just think uh, as, a, as a whole, Minnesota's defensive backs are better. And then for head coach, we all went with P.J. Fleck. You know, we love Kirk Ferentz. He's been around forever. Um, he started coaching head coaching there whenever I was one year old. So he's been there for a little bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we love Kirk Ferentz, but P.J. Fleck is doing a great thing, and uh, row the boat, baby, as uh, Brandon loves to put it. Um, let's see. And then uh, for the X-Factors, um, something we started last week with the LSU-Alabama game, and we're going to keep going. We just each name an X-Factor for each team. Uh, for Minnesota, my X factor was Rashad Bateman. Uh, I just think that he's gonna have to uh, pick. A, he, he's gonna ha he's gonna have to have a great game. He had like 200 yards last week, and uh, I think that versus uh, a, I wouldn't say struggling, but a not a top tier defensive backing group at uh, out of Iowa this year. Um, I think that he's gonna have a fantastic game. Right now with Carter Coughlin. Um, and who I mentioned earlier in the, the edge, Carter Coughlin is going to have to have a great game, and that entire defensive line is going to have to have a great game for Minnesota if they want to win this one. And then Alex just went with <laughs> the best players and went with Antoine Winfield, um, the safety out of Minnesota, um, who has been playing lights out, and I, don't know, I think you know he's the best player on their defense. Um, Iowa X-Factors, I went with Amir Smith-Marset, uh, just like Rashad Bateman, uh, going against the Minnesota defense, they're gonna need a big game out of him, and how he, how he plays could end up determining the game. Uh, Brandon went with safety, Geno Stone out of Iowa, um, who's very good and is the anchor of that defensive backing group, and then Alex again went with the best player on their offense in Tristan Wirfs who's just an absolute mauler and uh, needs to needs to withhold this Minnesota defensive line. And then, so as for um, as for the spread, it was Iowa minus three, and we all went with Minnesota because we were kind of shocked that Iowa was favored in the first place. But uh, Minnesota rode the boat. Uh, I think we all thought that they we all think that they're going to win. All right, and uh, so that about wraps it up. This is going to be short, just kind of run through it, um, just because it's late up anyway, and I'm annoyed that this is the episode that it happened, but uh, yeah, our entire audio just kind of like messed up. The files just messed up, um, and it is uh, quite unfortunate. 
but we got the interview with Ray Square, so thanks again for joining. Um, we had a great time talking to you, um, and you can uh, find his stuff over at HOMS Seattle, um, and I'm going to tweet out the uh, the uh, the link to his Facebook post that he shared, where he kind of goes through his uh, his his story again of of making it, and uh, they'll have the links on how you can support it as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at at I don't I don't hold on at Dilly Sanders. You can find Brandon on Twitter at Dominus underscore Brandon. You can find Alex Katzen on Twitter at Alex Katzen uh, with his made up last name. Um, <laughs> and then um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I already said that. You can find the show on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. Uh, you can please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Follow us on there. Talk to us on Twitter. We have a ton of stuff. We're on there all the time, so we just want to talk. Uh, righty. Uh, so thanks for listening, and sorry about the uh, the inconvenience of this kind of rushed episode. Bye-bye.